Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. Enjoy the show. This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists. Life from the Well. And welcome to another episode of Life from the Well. Today it's just me and Kelly. <laughs> we're we're we've been busy this week. We just had um we just put on a big event with our one of our sponsors, Scratch Distillery. They did a virtual tasting to <laughs> be the be the technical side for them and 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 I uh I made a cocktail called Joey's Bright and Bitter. Um you can find it on their website. Um I'll probably make it in one of our videos one of these days and um yeah it's it's a it's a nice like summer spritzer so uh, i'd say check it out find it there'll be a link to it or if you're friends with me on facebook i think i just shared it <laughs> um so we were pretty busy last week doing this and so we didn't um, grab a guest but i still we still wanted to uh, put something together just so just so you can hear you can hear our voices every week because i know that you guys have grown accustomed to it and i don't want to let you down so today in the past we've we've talked about on the show we've talked about um maraschino a few times and uh i i think i've promised the history of maraschino um those times and so i thought i might just kind of focus on that today and give you guys a little bit of a history lesson on some of the ingredients that we use um instead of a full cocktail um <clears throat> just because why not i like doing things different every once in a while um in uh, 1759, Francisco Drioli was a Venetian merchant. Uh, he began industri in, an industrial scale uh, production of maraschino in Zadar, Croatia. And so this was, uh, he was probably the first person to market it, sell it, bring it out of its just kind of small home production. Because um, much like in Mexico, where a lot of, in like Oaxaca, a lot of the families will have their own mezcals that they make in-house. Um, in Italy, it's the same with grappas. Um, and in Greece, they have a, a recce and it's, it, you know, just kind of the local spirits that are made from whatever, um, grappas, grapes, uh, and, um, maraschino was one of those things. Uh, initially it was, it was, um, it's a liqueur obtained from the distillation of the marasca cherries. Um, it's a small, slightly sour fruit that is, that grows, um, wild along parts of the Dalmatian coast and it is native to um, Croatia and Zadar Croatia I think is one of the, the areas that it grows most prevalent um, so naturally it would become the, the fruit that they would use to make a spirit with and so that's where we get the maraschino cherry from that is a I mean it's it's a spirit uh, made from cherries and then they use it to preserve cherries um, as a as way of enhancing and preserving flavors um you know if you preserve something and something that's made from it it would obviously work a little better that way right um <clears throat> the 
let's see. So like we said, it goes all the way back to, I think the creation of it is, was introduced in the 16th century. So, so very far back, like you said, it was just kind of one of those, those home spirits that people would have as, a, as an aperitif or a digestive, you know, you drink it with your dinner all day. Who knows? <laughs> Pretty sure all day. A lot of people just drank all day. They would wake up and just start drinking. That's, that's a big thing. Um, Without, um, one of the things I think nowadays, especially when you mention maraschino, the, the, the name Luxardo comes up because they're probably nowadays, at least to my knowledge, the, the oldest, um, producing family of, of uh, maraschino liqueur. Um, and that's the brand that you see in most bars. Uh, there's, there's others here and there, um, but they are, you know, they're one of the first families kind of in the production of it. Um, <clears throat> It was, uh, man, I, I'm not good with Italian names, but G Girolamo, it's G-I-R-O-L-A-M-O, Girolamo Luxardo. Um, he was a businessman and his wife, Maria Canavari, they moved to Zara in 1817. And uh, that's kind of the start of Luxardo Maraschino was, um, was Maria's recipe. And she uh, began perfecting Rosolio Maraschino, which is a liquor produced in Dalmatian convents since medieval times from a special mar maraschino cherries. There you have it. Um, so this was in Croatia. They had a relocation to Italy in the mid-1900s, post-World War II. Um, the war was really hard on the maraschino industry as they were in, <laughs> in that, that area that the, that the allies were bombing. And a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the families, I mean, people died and buildings were destroyed. Um, but Giorgio Luxardo um, is the fourth generation Luxardo. So the great grandson, I think is what it would be, of the founder, was the only member of the family to survive the war. Um, and he fled to Italy, escaping with only a cherry sapling. He crossed the Adriatic Sea to the Veneto region of Northeast Italy and reconnected with a colleague who had saved the Luxardo recipe book. Um, so with, with these tools and this cherry, they, they um, went to work and made a new home for Luxardo and it's been there ever since, since 1946. Um, so it's a, it's a, uh, something that's it's survived several wars and generations and I mean gosh it was around back during the dark ages and medieval times and a form of maraschino or another um, and now we know it today is pretty much Luxardo hopefully that's how you know it and you don't just know it as a as a neon pink gross little cherry that's not even <laughs> that, has, that, that, that is a distant distant cousin to anything that has to do with um, maraschino or a true maraschino cherry um but uh there you have it that's our that's our luxardo or our <laughs> that's our luxardo that's our maraschino history um a couple hundred years several wars and still kicking still making our martinis or our manhattans i should say our manhattans and our martinez's and all of our lovely drinks taste wonderful um it's always fun to see kind of some of these things that survive hundreds of years i mean <laughs> as far as as far as stuff we use in our normal life there's not much still around from from the 16th century um, that we would use commonplace so ah, i like that <laughs> um 
Let's see. We do have more planned for you guys coming up. We definitely have some some fun events coming up. We have more interviews coming. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have some uh, some merch coming out in the next couple months. I'd say I don't know as we work on designs and and um, barter prices to find something that works for us and works for you. But there there will soon be ways to uh, put our logo on stuff. So that should be that's exciting, and we're looking forward to that. And it gives you you all something to uh, help us with our marketing and put stickers on things and wear t-shirts around town. Tell your friends. It all helps. Um, plus, they're going to be pretty cool. I've got one of my buddies who's a really good artist um, working on some shirts for us, and so they should. It'll be more than just uh, just letters. It'll probably be some some neat some neat shit. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else do we have? I don't know. Um, we're in this weird time where we're, we're watching the industry open back up in some parts of the country and shut back down in other parts of the country. And <laughs> I think we're here, we're here in Seattle kind of standing on the fence, waiting to fall off one side or the other, you know, whether we're going to open up, open up fully or go back a little bit. Um, nobody's quite sure yet, but all we can do is just keep waking up and moving forward every day and wear your masks when you go out and, you know, just try to be aware of other people um, and, and your impact on this world. So it'll help us open up faster. <laughs> we want to go back to work and we need cooperation for that. If we go back to work and you guys don't cooperate, then we're going to have, then it's going to all get taken away again. Just ask Florida and Texas about that. Um, but that's all right. We'll get there. I think. That didn't sound very confident, did it? That's all right. We'll get there. <laughs> and we're not going to leave you guys completely high and dry today. We we do have stories from our vault, and we're gonna we're gonna drop a couple of those on you, uh, just to give you a little bit of listening content and something to help you escape from the daily rigmarole of all of all the nuts that's going on right now. Well, shit. What do you think? How, how do you feel about um, aliens? The same way I feel about Bigfoot. Now, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, check it out. Check it out. There he is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the way I feel about him, too, you know? <laughs> I believe it. Same with ghosts. I believe in them when I see them. Fair enough. As this is the way I feel about it, you know? <laughs> if they're there and I see it, then I'll believe in them. Right now, right. I can't say they're not there because mm -hmm. I haven't seen one. Can't say yeah. I can't believe. I actually do kind of believe there probably is a Bigfoot out there because there's so much stuff out there you, that's unexplored. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There could be something out there like Well, it's that. called unknown for a reason, right? Yeah. Once you know it, then it's known. Yeah, it's no fun. Then you don't have to worry. Wonder. We're going to go look for a little, little foot and a little monkey running through the jungle or something. A little foot. <laughs> little foot. That's a little dinosaur from the land before time. <laughs> yes. I know. There's more out there. We're not the only Earth. It's just that space is so big, it's, un it's unexplored too. So mm. that's why I say you don't know what's out there. But until yeah. I see it, I don't know. And, you know, I might even be seeing an alien, but, you know, not knowing it was one, you know. They could come here and take human form. You never know. That's really possible. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at what? Some people think Elon Musk is an alien. <laughs> what is it? Rowdy Piper on that one movie put the sunglasses on and he saw the alien people with the sunglasses. R.I.P. Rowdy Piper. Yeah. 
It was an alien movie. He put <laughs> sunglasses on. You could see the aliens. You know, they're all machine faced. But if you took them off, they look like humans. Huh. You know, it, was, it was a trippy movie. They live. Oh, is that what it's called? He only had a few people that he would give the sunglasses to and stuff. Mm-hmm. They all have alien skeletons with glowing eyes. That's fun. I gotta watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I Carpenter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see something. Like, I can't really say I could see something like the Terminator, but you know that's really out, out far. But I don't know. Never know nowadays. We got so many robots and probably a, a couple hundred years away, maybe like fifty to a hundred years away from Terminators. I would, I would probably say yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe they'll get her. Maybe that's the next phase after this, this COVID. It's gonna yeah. be Terminators. Who knows? <laughs> Well, that's what they're going to do, you know. Yeah, this, yeah, what's going to happen this month? Is, no, we'll it's just, protest already this month. So we'll all just buy our, our our alien um our alien or our robot that we can that we can control from our home, and then the <laughs> robot will just become us, and they'll go out in society and do all the things for us. And then those robots are going to be what turn on us. So the robots that we use to yeah. Each other. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking during this whole like thing going on i was going to go out and put the red balloons in the sewers and <laughs> i wanted to go through the neighborhood and go and walk Just around the neighborhood in a clown suit <laughs> or get a grim reaper suit and walk <laughs> you see that guy in florida yeah, in florida up on the beach yeah yeah that's okay oh. <laughs> oh man um isn't that weird you can't really say or do much anymore no it's weird it's weird. Growing up, it was like, I say what I want, I do what I want. And they're like, oh, you should probably be careful saying that. <laughs> and don't do that. Don't don't, don't go do, do anything. Stay home. Just stay home. Stay home and don't say that's anything. How, that's that punk rock spirit, Joey. Come on. <laughs> stay at home and don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What the fuck? <laughs> or DIY what yourself you- your own pod- podcast network and, and put out a little pirate radio of your own emotions. <laughs> with all your friends <laughs> that's kind of punk rock I, don't know. I always i always thought me too me too i agree anything diy is punk rock that's the whole point of it yeah it's not really it was actually so there was a club well i say it's a club and it was really just like a space um in orlando and it was owned by this like husband and wife and it was actually called like diy mm-hmm. and back when i was like a teenager and stuff like that and like my parents actually don't know that i was it there. was it d-e-e-e-y-e-w-h-y no it like was literally D-I-Y. just it was literally it was literally just called diy uh-huh. and it was this just space where you could put on like punk rock shows and shit and it was just like a bunch of teenagers and like early 20 somethings like Nice. Going to these like you know self put on like punk rock shows that was really cool. And that's yeah. called DIY. That's basically what uh, Chaz is right now. No, you know they changed the name to Chop though. Chop. Yeah. I don't like that. Now like, it's the. I like Chaz now it's better. The, it's the Capitol Hill organized protests. Oh, okay. Instead of autonomous zone. Yeah. Chaz. Yeah. I, I I don't think a lot of people like agreed with the autonomous zone thing. Well, so that, that's the thing is like he like that's just gonna cause them problems because everybody already knows them as Chaz. And so now they're going to try to change the name to be something else. Like they, they just got to work on their branding a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I know. I, I did. I did read an article. Um, organize actually, you guys organize. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do anything, I don't organize. 
I don't know. I go back and forth with it. Just dress ourselves. I go back and forth with it because, like, a lot of there's like a lot of residents in that area that are really starting, I think, to get really like upset because they don't. They're just kind of like, yeah, like you know, whether or not they stand behind like what the protest is about, they're just like also it's just kind of like a lot, also, which, also they live there and they're like we get yeah. Here. So I know I I read an article every this night. You guys are doing concerts. <laughs> Yeah, so I read an article on The Stranger, and I was like, okay, I was like, yeah, I was like, that also makes sense. Like, you, you've got to find some kind of median, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be, you got to let people speak their mind, but also you have to. I imagine so, if, if if someone was houseless, that would be a great location to head for, right? Yeah, I think that's what some of the residents are getting kind of mm. upset about, too, is is that and. You know, and then, you know, there's the whole thing where it's just like, you know, cops don't go in there. I mean, they, they say that they will for like life-threatening situations, but I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. So I've been trying to take a break from it for like a couple of days. Just yeah, to... I feel, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, that's, that's, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's our reality right now. It's just kind of, it's happening right next door. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's what all of our relatives that live out of state are calling us and questioning us about. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. Well, the media is definitely not portraying it like as uh, it is. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it's, I it's definitely getting a, 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 you know, well, you know, it's, 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 it's gotten a false portrayal and it's getting shitty portrayal, but I mean, that's just anything on the media anymore anyways. Right. Sure. I feel like you, you, you look to the people that, to give you the news you want to hear and then you turn it off. That's what mm-hmm. people are doing. I agree. But um, but that didn't answer my question. What was the answer? What was the question? <laughs> um, if you, like, what, what's your plan? Or do you, are you just still not quite uh, there on the assessment? What's front? my plan? Um, just to keep doing this. Um, nice. Until I know another step, I'm going to keep taking the, I'm just going to put my energy in the direction that is getting any kind of feedback at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. Like that's kind of the big question is, is, you know, what does, that's why I've been asking these questions. What does the industry look like? Because none of us really know, you know, I, I don't know if I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to go back to the same job I had before. I don't feel like that job is there anymore. I don't feel like that restaurant is going to be in there, there anymore. Yeah. Even if it is, it's going to be a different, it's going to be different. Uh, Cinerama's closed. Did you hear that? They're, they've officially announced that they're yeah. done. They've sold, they're gone. That built that, that business is out. So, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I think right now the the best thing we can do is just kind of, stay on our toes you know and, and it, it's Definitely. it's that day-to-day it's that day-to-day sanity that i'm looking for you know I, I i try to i try to get a run in here and there i try to you know do something that's good for me i've actually this week i've been trying i've been like setting every day i'm trying to at least do one thing productive <laughs> you know because i mean it, it's it it's tough because there's there's it's one of those weird things where you're raised so they're like you don't want to live off unemployment, right? That's what I was always told. Like, you don't want to live off unemployment. But like, what do you do when when your entire industry is just decimated? And, yeah, you can't. And everything I mean, you've trained for for the last you know twenty years is is. There's not like every almost everyone that I know that is on unemployment too in this industry has been approved for standby as well, meaning yeah. they don't have to 
actively look for a job. Yeah, the same. I'm on, I'm on that. There are no jobs for us really. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that was one of the biggest concerns I had going into it was, was the job search option because I was like, how am I going to look for jobs and be on yeah, unemployment when, there, when there's no jobs? Like, do I just have to look at grocery stores and apply for like bagging jobs because I'm not qualified I mean, for anything else? Or be, you should be like, um, like a postal worker. Like you would be <laughs> such a cool man, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they need, they need the love right now too, because people yeah. are coming after them hard. Did you say people are coming after them? Yeah. yeah. There's an attack on the, on the postal service right now because the right doesn't want, um, mail-in ballots to be a thing because they're afraid that um the the if if the mail-in ballot um becomes a thing that the more people will vote and in which case more people will vote of course they don't the more people will vote in which case they'll lose power because because their whole thing has been voter suppression with their gerrymandering and all this Uh, so they're trying to stifle the the mail-in ballots right now. Interesting. Um, and so there's been a lot of slander on on mail-in ballots and the postal service and this and that. Where it's funny because the postal service is actually probably one of the most dependable departments of the government. The Absolutely. I was like, what does what does the mail-in ballot thing even have anything to do with the it's, postal? It's just Donald <laughs> Trump's narrative that he's that he's sending out. And so as soon as he says something, you know. His, his followers follow him like Christ and it becomes doctrine and then they have to just believe it. And, and so then they just, they find ways to justify it. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting for sure. I don't want to get too political because that shit's frustrating. But. Yeah. speaking of like earlier when i was like there are a lot of other service type of jobs for people who like do want to work or whatever and like be, um, you know, I don't know, just, be employed um and also like do something kind of like do something that you're like i don't know be be an active part of society rather than because you know a lot of people do feel very uncomfortable being on unemployment yeah um it's definitely yeah. like safer for everyone you it's know? a countdown um, clock though i mean you're still you're still looking at like i mean it's it's something you've invested in and so don't like i don't i try not to feel too guilty about it because i've yeah, paid into totally. it right but yeah. at the same time, you see a countdown clock of how many weeks you have left, and then you're mm-hmm. gonna file for extension. But at the same time, like, it's not, it's not something you can. It's not life. It's just it's it's insurance. It's to help yeah. you get to the next step, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when but meanwhile, there's just no step to take like that, and that's kind of the yeah. part that's scary. Is like well, I've been on unemployment before, and you know you go on for a couple weeks, up to a month or so, and you can usually get in another restaurant, no problem. But yeah. even now, if I was to get into a restaurant, it would be part-time working 20 hours a week. And it would, and it would, it would probably be less than I'm making on unemployment. So there's no incentive for me to get like a full-time job right now or to, to, to try no, to get not, one of those jobs right, right now because the, the industry is in terrible and like, we're all just, huh? Uh, the reason why I brought that up even is because, I mean, like earlier I was talking about how there are all these other jobs. Um, I think that um, restaurant workers are are some of the most adaptable, like, American citizens. You know what I mean? We just, mm-hmm. like, roll with the punches and, like, through 
through everything. Um, so I, I mean, I've personally been thinking about like what else I could do that I would be good at. And again, I was like, I would, I would be kind of down to like work at Home Depot, like in the, in the like gardening department and just kind of like be like, what's up guys? Or like be like a manager at a grocery store or some, you know, I was even thinking about, I have a friend who is a mail carrier and he's like one of my favorite people. I used to live with him. And he's he's just, just gonna listen to music all day and he's like. He's like a real cool, chill human. And yeah, he just like does the job, and he's like really fine and happy. And I'm like, it wouldn't be a bad job. Like I don't know. It's just like yeah. sometimes you just have to shift gears. And then I, I just mentioned like you would be a really badass postal carrier. I think because you'd just be like the jolliest like dude. Like right. just like totally. <laughs> I got cookies today. Someone left the cookies in the mailbox. Having a good old time, you know, probably like most of the time. I think every mail carrier should be allowed to smoke weed. I think that would actually make them a better mail carrier. You're probably right. But that's the problem is like they're government employees. And so they would test. I can't be a mail carrier until it's federally legal. Just call them one of the most dependable organizations i think maybe if everyone was high that might not be the case <laughs> i said this i can't be a fed i can't be a mail carrier until it's federally legal fair enough fair enough because they don't even let you have it in recreation times which is a bummer and so like, yeah. if you're gonna work for the government you just have to not smoke weed yeah. and that that seems weird to me unacceptable even <laughs> unacceptable <laughs> i love your conviction <laughs> I have standards. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but I don't know. I just thought, like, that's just something I can imagine you doing that I think you would be successful at, you know, otherwise. Yeah, I have a friend who does it, and she loves it. And she was actually said they were hiring right now. And I was like... I'm sure they are, yeah. I'd be, interest I, I'd be interested if they let me, like, just smoke a joint and walk around and deliver mail all day. I'd be good at that. But then you, they wouldn't be able to justify it. They'd be like, well, he smokes weed, so no. But I'd be like, well... I only messed up two today. That's not that bad. I only messed up two. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's acceptable. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to find my Zen somewhere else and then balance it all out with some cheesecake or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. We didn't really talk about how, like, how, um, it's getting nicer out and people are definitely about to be going like kind of crazy. Like <laughs> people, you are doing people were like, we're like all like out at the beach or whatever, like at the park. Um, but yeah, people want to like, people are, you know, super restless and yeah. want to like go do stuff and they can't. And it's like all, it's like starting to get really nice out, which definitely makes people more, you know, stir crazy and want to like get outside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah just the fact that they've been like stuck inside and then it's so like when you're stuck inside and it's raining out like it doesn't feel that bad but when you're stuck inside and it's like 75 degrees out and nobody in the state has air conditioning yeah <laughs> and so like the 75 degrees is baking through your window and making your apartment at a fresh 89 or so yeah 75 when it's 10 degrees hotter in your apartment than it is outside yeah because you don't have the ability to cool it down and you only course of action is to go outside it used to just be to go to the movie theater and watch a movie for the night and then come back home and it had cooled off but now that's not even an option that sounds fun i miss going to the movie theater like i i think i said on um on uh, you know eric stover ha uh, just came on here i think his episode came out this last week or oh nice two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago maybe um but we were talking about like access service and how like fulfilling that is as a 
just 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 as like a human need as like we need to one of the things we need to be able to do is is like serve each other <laughs> and, and yeah it does like it does feel it feels really good to know that you like made someone's day or like just made their experience better by like yeah, the, the, if, if, if you if, if you find out that like you made someone's just, yeah just by, if, if you can smile at somebody and by making them smile that's immediately satisfact you know sat, uh, satisfying and like to, to take that to another level of like you know giving to people and and feeding people that need and, you know, and doing all that other stuff like the, the, the those those are the things i think that that i mean are, are the most fulfilling i guess for us and just and i think that's one of the things that like our our, our industry is kind of built around yeah it, is service you know and and so i think there, there's an aspect of that of the service industry that those of us that get involved with it are kind of I want to say addicted to that but like we we definitely well we value it we we value it and we we find satisfaction on a different level than a lot of people in life on on giving of ourselves and then like serving people and 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 you know give you know making sure people are fed and listening to their yeah. problems being their friends when they need us and all this kind of stuff and so you know that that's like, definitely all, uh, that's definitely like a lack that we're a lot of us are feeling right now for sure yeah and like we all you know like to like complain sometimes but i mean i'm sure we've all had our fair share of uh you know co-workers that just it's like you really shouldn't be here because yeah. like you just only want to complain about everything and like the, 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 the only thing the only the only thing about complaining i think i, I i'm ever in favor of is just it, it's when you're all having a drink after the shift and you just kind of yeah. bitch about shit that's kind when you complain com and that's commiserating about like kind of regular yeah, but that's just camaraderie. It's not. It's not anything negative about the actual situation. It's just a way to bond, you know. Yeah. And and that's the only way I've ever seen it, at least. So maybe maybe those people will just like get weeded out anyways. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. At this point, but um, I do think. I mean, earlier I was saying like you know it's it, it's it's obviously like pointless to to keep kind of trying to fight what is like the inevitable future. Um for the service industry, but that also part of that is stripping away that like, that part of it, that mm -hmm. kind of like, it's a huge part of it. Like, I feel like a little bit of it is um, a little bit like debasing or like dehumanizing in a way where like you have to wear a mask all day and like yeah. patrons don't. And that doesn't only go for like the, like hospitality, like food service industry, but like, you know, like- Everywhere, like, grocery stores. And just like, yeah, just like, uh, pretty much everything like just um so yeah i'm 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 a huge fan of of it being across the board that everyone should be held to the same protocol you know <laughs> but i guess that's not really realistic um because who's going to enforce it so i do i do i do find it a little like slightly upsetting that like that part of the industry is is probably going to be like pretty pretty stripped down for like a the unforeseeable future <laughs> mm -hmm. um but we still have we still have the little little interactions that i think help help people like get by you know yeah you know? well you know this is really uh ultimately this is how they replace us with robots right this is the, they dehumanize us and then they just put robots in our place later as soon as they take the the humor the the you know the interaction out of it and people will go to the bar and they realize that they can't connect the way they used to they might as well just have a robot serving them anyways so yeah <laughs> kind of yeah it's like well 
some people and, and I laugh maybe, because I'm nervous. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> I talked about that last last time. <laughs> last time <laughs> And then cry a little bit later. <laughs> so thanks again for listening, you guys. Uh, we love you all. And until next week, keep hanging in there. Wear your masks in public. And wash your hands on a very regular basis, especially every time you go outside and come back in. Um, you know, just general, general health things. Be as clean as you can. Get some sunshine. Go out and, go out and get some vitamin D. That'll help your immune system. Go on some walks. Fresh air helps your lungs. Just make sure you keep social distance. So that'll wrap up one more life from the well. We, we love you guys, and thanks again for listening. Um, and uh, we'll be back to you soon with more stories, more friends, and more cocktails. Thanks again to our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. We appreciate our sponsors, without whom this show would be a lot harder to do. Be good to each other out there, you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.